Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen. But you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sex Talk with Tracy Cox. We are excited to be back. We've got some good questions today. Anything you want to share to start with, Tracy? Yes. Did you hear that little rustle of paper? Yes. It sounded very official, didn't it? I wanted to share a really lovely email that somebody wrote into us. And it was just, did I end up sending it to you? I don't yeah, think I did. You did. It, oh, it was so lovely. And I thought it was this person saying, a woman saying, she listened to every episode at least twice. She's been a wife for 30 years, sexless relationship for over 10 due to many reasons, raising kids, four of them, my God. Um, hormone, body image, finances, loads of stuff. Marriage suffered. It just dwindled away. But after listening to Sex Talk and after reading some of your brilliant books, Tracy, we love her. She got her hormones back to normal levels and slowly worked towards bettering the marriage. It's a really good story because they finally reopened the door to their sex life again. They didn't think it was possible after so many years. Awkward and scary to start, but worth taking the risk. They're having fun. They're laughing. They're feeling loved and they feel happy and hopeful for the empty nest years coming here soon. So just thank you for providing us with your knowledge, advice, and lots of laughs from you both. I literally feel like you have saved our marriage. Isn't that nice? And do you know what's lovely about that is the reason why I read it out wasn't just to blow smoke up our bottoms. But which was we do. To, which, which we, we do. Like we love things up our bottoms, yeah. obviously. Yeah. That's why we're on the sex talk. <laughs> it's just to prove that you can do it. That's a 30-year marriage, no sex for 10 years, rescued. You can do it. It is possible. And they have completely turned their lives around. And I think that's just such a lovely story. I have a lot of friends who I think, you know, you get to this point when the kids hit teenage years and you've kind of been totally focused on the kids for 10 or 12 years. And then all of a sudden you look at the person, you're like, I love them, but I can't get naked with them because it becomes Mm -hmm. more awkward to get naked with your husband than it does with somebody you meet on the streets or that you don't know because you don't know how to pivot out of that kind of brother, sister, family mode. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I talk about this all the time because if Nate hadn't passed away, I would probably be in that spot. I mean, I would have had sex, but I wouldn't have been enjoying it. So this to me continues to blow my mind in America that we don't, that we are somehow supposed to be graduate from high school as women, go to college, get married, and no one's ever taught us about sex or what we're supposed to feel or what positions we can be in. Like how the hell does the one thing that's most important to keep the human race going? Does our country just 
pretend like it's not happening. Mm. So as much as I sometimes... Think a lot of countries are. I yeah. think America, America's worse than the UK, I think, in terms of... Because I've like spoken about sex on morning shows all around the world, and you can, you can gauge the the nation's attitude to sex by what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. And, and in the UK, you can say virtually anything, as long as you use the correct words. But in America, it was like, can you say first course for foreplay, and maybe not in an English accent, <laughs> can you, I can't do an American accent, can you say main course for, you know, intercourse? It was like, no, I can't, actually, I can't say that, because it sounds ridiculous. Well, I always, I mean, I still feel that way when I go to post things, and you put up you put the words exactly as they're said in the clinical terms. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't mm. do that. And I mean, I'm even looking at our questions from this week and they're everything that we talk about behind closed doors, but it still continues to take my breath away, which means that we're in the right spot yes, because absolutely. we're talking about the real things. Okay. Right. First one thing you oh like gosh. <laughs> I know. I mean, this is something we talk about all the time when we've been drinking and girls are telling the truth, but I don't think I've ever talked about it in public. And here okay. we go. Okay. This is a very personal question that's highly embarrassing. When I have sex with my partner, wind comes out of my vagina. The first time it happened, I was mortified, but my partner just kept pumping away and didn't mention it. It happens on a regular basis and destroys the mood for me, though he doesn't seem to care. How can I stop this from happening? (laughs) I mean, if you you can tell like every 18 to 24-year-old girl... It is the most embarrassing thing when that happens and no one talks about it. I mean, I kind of people talk about it, but first of all, I can't wait to hear if you are going to tell us how to stop this from happening, but I think you're going to tell us that there's just something we have to live with, but go on. A little bit of both, a little bit of both. They're called quiffs. I know. We call them queefs. Oh, do you queefs? Okay, queefs, quiffs, I always pronounce it wrong. And what happens, it, it happens when air is pushed into the vagina when he's thrusting. And it's usually when he pulls back too far and then a little bit of air gets pushed back in along with the penis. And, um, I mean, I would say judging this by that, it's obviously happened to him before because if it hadn't, he would have gone, oh, my God, how embarrassing. But instead he just continued on. So it's obviously commonplace. So I'd say it's definitely his technique. So you can fix it very quickly by doing, remember we talked about short thrusts and long thrusts last right. week. Yep. If you keep the thrust short, so he's not pulling back, he's keeping it nice and short and not pulling out very much at all. And basically if she holds him close, holds his buttocks or holds his you know, hips, it'll fix it pretty much immediately. Better still, start use grinding instead of thrusting. That will absolutely stop it. If he keep the pelvis as close and grind, puts pressure on the clitoris, we both are fans of that, aren't we, Kelsey? Yes, we so are. So that would stop it. The most likely position to get queefs, queefs, how do you say it? Queefs. 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 God, I can't even believe I'm saying that on TV or whatever we're on. Nobody knows what it is. Him from behind is the one. I suppose because men get a bit carried away and they tend to do the long thrusting. Least likely is side by side because it's pretty hard to pull out too far or missionary doesn't happen very much. So you can make those subtle adjustments or... You could, if he particularly likes thrusting that way, you like that position, you could just break the, you know, get rid of the elephant in the room by saying, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. How come you're not responding to this? And and laugh about it. Because the reason why it's causing a problem is because there's tension, because you're not laughing. If you both just laughed, it would be over and done with, and then you'd get back into the lusty mood and that would be that. I mean, we're human beings and bodies make weird noises when we do stuff. This is all part of it. But the most embarrassing thing is the fact that you're not acknowledging it, I think. So acknowledging it is the problem, not the the fact that it's happening. 
I just, yeah, I, I, it is, I don't, I have yet to have it happen and me not feel like I've done something wrong or that I'm embarrassed. I mean, intellectually, I'm like, this has nothing, this is not my fault. There is a, a biological and physical reason why that sound just came out of me. But mm. you are terribly embarrassed as a woman, or oh, you're yeah. like, oh my God, yeah. that's so awful. And it kind of goes back to that whole thing, like we blame ourselves for everything. It wouldn't have happened if he wasn't doing what he was doing. So exactly. it's really not on us. But there is this moment where you get taken out of whatever experience you're having, and you're like, oh my God, did that just happen? And I think I've gotten better as time goes on, because you just keep going, guys don't care. I don't care if you fart. They don't care if you burp. They don't care if you queef. They just, that is not a problem for them. They are not upset about sounds and noises and things like that. Um, For a woman, it feels very awkward. I don't know how, I don't know how to get over it. I think you make good points. You just have to get over it. You just have to go like. Yeah. Because it happens to him all the time. So it's definitely his technique because otherwise he would have said something. Well, it's got to be the guy. The the guy's always got to be, it has to happen because it's the guy doing it. We're just laying there. Mm. It doesn't happen if I'm on top. That doesn't take place. It takes place when you are laying down. So I don't know. It's it's an embarrassing thing, but I don't know why we get embarrassed by it. It's one of those things that we shouldn't. I wish I could tell this person that you don't have to be embarrassed, but luckily Tracy told you how to stop it from happening. Stay tight. And you don't have to be embarrassed. Both. Just laugh. Laughter. Yeah. If anything goes wrong with sex, the solution is always to laugh. Right. Always laugh. Ha, ha, That's ha. true. <laughs> I love Tracy. Okay. All right. Next question. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm 36 and I've stopped counting the number of relationships I've had. I know I need to settle because I want to have children, but I get bored so easily with sex. I can't get enough of them at the start, but after two or three months, sex begins to repulse me. It's like someone turned off a switch. This is more than just the honeymoon period wearing off. It happens so fast and so dramatically. I feel like something else might be going on. Mm, I agree with her. Something else is going on. I think to an extent, this happens to everybody. You go from that, oh my God, I can't stop touching you and we can, we've got to keep having sex, that suddenly actually I can't start, stop touching you and maybe enough is enough. And what's happening, of course, is that the sex hormones are wearing off. But what usually happens if you hang around is that love hormones kick in. That's the order that Mother Nature puts them in, right? And the love hormones, so you get more dopamine. You, the vasopressin, which is, makes the sex so hot, like gets toned down, dopamine, oxytocin, all the soppy, lovey things get toned up. And so you don't, you, you're a bit like, oh, that's a shame, the hot sex is gone. But you're so besotted with each other and marvelling at how you found each other that it gets you through. And then, of course, the next stage is contentment and nesting and, you know, 
honestly, evolution's got it all sorted out. But you, this woman does not ever hang around for the next stage to kick in. So she has no reward to stay whatsoever. Now, there's a hint of sex addiction here, but I don't honestly think it is it. I think it's a absolutely, I bet my bottom dollar on this, this is fear of intimacy because it's happening so fast. She's not just tailing off. She's, it's so fast and it's so early. And the brain and the body both know that after the hot sex, once that starts to go down, it's love and intimacy that's next. And her brain is so hardwired to making her run away. It's like, quick, get out of there. Quick, quick, leave, leave, you know, alert, alert, alert. So that's what she's doing. So I think that she needs to look at her past, look at her childhood, look at her parents' relationship, what it, what it's, you know, taught her about love, go and see a counsellor. I've got one other theory that could be, but my absolute overriding theory is that it's that. But it's got to ring true. And, you know, when Kelsey and I say things, if you're the person and you're sitting there thinking, you know, I don't know what on earth they're going on about, but this isn't me, you know, we... We're only guessing here if you've got the information you've given us. So if it doesn't ring true, there are maybe other reasons. But if it does, then run with that and, and give it a go. What do you think about that? I mean, I think whenever you see a pattern, then you know it has something to do with something deeper than that that experience just with that person. So when you when mm. something's happened the exact same way with five different people, the only common denominator is you. And I think for me personally, I'm the opposite. After the first couple months, I fall in love deeply and don't want to let go because I love intimacy and I love relationships. Mm. So my work is opposite of hers is to be able to be okay in the fun early stages and not plan out our wedding and where we're going to be buried when we're 85 and holding hands together. You know, that's, so I think Mm. it's an awareness of your patterns that really matters. And it sounds like she's aware of it. We don't know you enough to tell you what that something else is that's going on. But for you to go from great, great sex to like repulsed, repulsed. you wrote repulsed. Yeah. I mean, I've never been repulsed by sex. I have. I have. I I was a bit like this. Really? I used to just stay, have the great sex, and then it was like, see ya. <laughs> but did it? Did the, the sex was all of a sudden became no more yeah, fun? Yeah, it was like, oh, I'm not interested now. And it was, yeah, repulsed. I did feel repulsed. I did feel repulsed. definitely an intimate issue, issue with me. Definitely. The other thing I yeah. thought... Unless she is choosing, unless sex is so important to her at this stage of her life, she doesn't, does she say how old she is? No. 36. 36, oh, actually, yeah. All right. Maybe she's really, really into sex and she picks people for sexual attraction reasons, but they don't have anything else to go with it. So they're not that interesting. So she's going for the hot guy rather than the guy who's hot, but also actually has a brain and is probably going to keep her interest a bit longer. So maybe she's just choosing her partners purely for sexual attraction. I also want to tell her that when you do decide to settle and have children, sex gets boring a lot of times because your focus goes on something else. I think it, it sounds like you do. You so you say, I know I need to settle because I want mm. to have children. Maybe you could just try on the idea that maybe because you are someone who loves sex, you will end up marrying or being with someone who also enjoys sex. So you don't have to settle to have one or the other. Maybe you have this idea that if you have children, sex is going to get really boring. So you bail before there and you're setting it up so that you can't have the two things you want, which is good sex Mm -hmm. and children. So maybe just, yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk about that soon, actually. Yeah. To be honest, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Just watch it. it. Watch if you could hang in there and watch that Watch if you could just watch your thoughts around what all of a sudden makes it repulsive and just sit with that for a little bit and say, this is interesting. This is the 15th time Mm. I wanted to rip his clothes off a month ago, and now I want to vomit when I see him naked. 
And then maybe journal about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But definitely, she sounds bright as well, and like she's interested yeah. to look back. So yes, definitely. And honestly, I went online to look at intimacy intimacy issues. There's podcasts, there's books, there's, you know, a million counsellors wanting to help you. So it's not going to be something that you're lacking information on if you do decide to go down that path. And also, please tell us, I, if anyone who's written in and, and gets to hear the episode that we address your problem, please tell us how you get on, because we really do love to know. Even if you want to write in and say that was a load of rubbish and it didn't help at all, we yeah. like to know. Yeah, because we, we might not be doctors, but we play them on podcasts. We pretend. <laughs> so we'd like to know. We'd like yeah. to know how we're doing. Okay. This is another one that I haven't ever talked about on I talk about it often, but I don't talk about it here. Here we go. Next question. Is anal intercourse pleasurable for women or do you just do it because men like it? My ex was really into it, but my current girlfriend isn't a fan and she says she was just pretending to like it. <laughs> this made me laugh because I think the current girlfriend, whatever, is obviously quite jealous of this hot anal session she was having with the ex. So she could be just trying to discredit her. But the reality is, I looked into this for another piece recently, actually. And the reality is, it's one of those things where the research and the online forum chats and first experience, like first-hand experiences, really differ. So if you went with research, the current girlfriend wins because there's not that many studies actually, but I found one that was quite reputable. And it found that only 31% of females enjoy anal intercourse, not anal play, anal intercourse as enjoyable. But of those 31% asked which they prefer, anal or vaginal, it was absolutely universally, unanimously vaginal, right? But online chats and first, so that's pretty low percentage. But if you go online or you just, you know, been doing sex talk for as long as I have, my take would be that some women find it so painful they just will never go back and do a repeat. Some women enjoy it so much mm-hmm. that yeah. they would they can in, um, orgasm from it, and that's a documented fact that women are able to orgasm from anal sex, and the others have kind of mixed feelings. And I think if you haven't tried it, it I think it's something you do when you're young, when you're experimenting. And the other thing about anal is that Men don't quite understand why women don't want to do it because it feels different for them. And this is why straight guys enjoy pegging because men what? have a What's a peg? Wait, sorry, stop. Pegging. You know, we talk, sorry, I should just explain that. When a woman only penetrates their straight boyfriend. So put on, puts on a strap on. Oh, oh gosh. Okay, pegging. Mainly, yeah, pegging. Only penetrate. We've talked about that. So no, never. Haven't we? Never. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the first time I've popular. heard the word pegging and I'm, I'm, I'm right. taking it back and I'm taking a breath and I'm taking it in. <laughs> Oh my God, I must have talked about it with Zippy because my pegging kit, I have a pegging kit in my I range. Just, I just died. And it's the second, my agent was like, can you really, do you really have to do this? Do you really have to do this? And now she's like, yes, I'm glad you did this. It's the second most popular thing. And it is a, a glass dildo. I might not be glass anymore. It's a strap-on that women use. I'm sure lesbians use it as well, but it's particularly popular with straight couples to anally penetrate a man. And it's a big power dynamic thing. Now, the reason why he likes it more than her is because his prostate glands inside the rectum, which is his G-spot. Women don't have their G-spot up their bottoms. They've got it inside on the front wall of the vagina. Well, it's not even a G-spot. It's part of the clitoris. So that's why when they're anally penetrated, it feels way more intense. We have nerve endings, but we don't have that spot. So that's why men are really obsessed with it. Plus it's tight and they like tight things to put their penises in. So I would say... 
I, I, what I like about this letter, and I'm, I hope I'm reading it the right way, I, do you get the impression that he's like, yeah, sure, if you don't want to do it, that's fine? I, I think he's really curious. Do do women, do some women like it and some women don't? And mm. I think he's, I think you answered that. I think that's... Depends think, on the woman. And I... I I'll be honest. Like, never force someone to have anal sex. No, ever. you actually it shouldn't. It hurts if you don't like it. I had one experience. I don't even want to talk about it, but I had one experience mm. in college with my husband where he said he accidentally got oh, in that God. area. And I remember I felt like I'd been shot by a harpoon. Like the yeah. pain was, I remember dropping to the bed and thinking like, that's not the right spot. That's, you went in the Why wrong. Did this? And he I was mean, like, my mistake. I was like, please. Oh, but yeah. I'm just saying like, it's not, I... I I think anal play is very different than anal intercourse. I think yeah. most women that I know would say that is not my jam. I have a hole mm. that fits your 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 pipe much better with much more ease and lubrication and joy. That's right, because the rectum's not loop self-lubricating no. either. So if you try it and go, oh, accidentally wrong hole, I mean, for God's sake, you're going to put your partner You'll be paralyzed for life. You'll be paralyzed because to go for a in there without lube would just be just absolutely crazy. Yeah, so I think you're probably right, and maybe you just lay off of it for a little bit, and then she'll come back and say, maybe I'm open to it. But the more a guy, from my experience with my friends and and how it feels for me, the more you ask about it, the less I want to do it. Mm, absolutely. The more you I think push he it. Sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, I he sounds like a nice gone, guy. Okay, well that's interesting. I had it with my ex. I'm obviously not going to have it with the current. And who knows what will happen in the future. But yeah, the answer is it depends on the woman. Very much depends on the woman. But if I had to be forced to say, I'd say the jury is more on the not in doing it to please the man more yes. than the other way around. Well, it's it's a young woman's game, I think. Mm, probably, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's it for those questions. I feel like we've touched on some new topics that I've never spoken about in real life. Hello to all my friends and family who are listening who didn't know I was talking about this or that I had even experimented with any of those things. Great to know. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. We'll just be challenging more people. Don't, yeah, just don't forget to write in and tell us how we went. We really want to know. Yeah, great. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextoppod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.